0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now please enjoy the episode.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, Franco. A warm welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: I'm so happy to hear that because I'm super excited to be having you. I've heard a couple of interviews with you online and it has been so interesting. Like you have tons of mystical experience to share. And you are a best-selling author. Uh, you have written the closet, uh, the closet spiritualist, yeah. and you are a clairvoyant, spiritual teacher, speaker. And what I find fascinating is that you have been actually clairvoyant all your life, but yeah. you didn't seem to acknowledge it, or know it, or realize it before you had an awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also had an NDE in there. And I've also <laughs> <Yes>. Heard. <laughs> That there have been, you have been speaking of like this walk-in phenomenon that I'd love to hear about. I've actually never in ever interviewed anybody who has been having that experience. So no. I'm curious about that. <laughs> but let, let's go way back when, because your mystical experiences started when you were a baby, right?
2: Pretty much. <laughs> yes. So... um what I the best way to, to to that maybe I could start this is by kind of tying the mystical experiences of being clairvoyant with my NDE. Um, so I'm first of all I'm like really honored that I am the first walk-in person you've ever interviewed. So this is really going to be fun um, because walk-ins are a little bit different from most other experiences that people have with near death experiences. So um, when I was very little, when I was six months old, roughly, I had a near death experience. And um, I didn't know that I had had a near death experiences until I was about 15. At that time, I started to have visions and dreams about a certain event that had happened in my life. And I had had visions and dreams before, but I never really paid much attention to them because, well, to be honest, I just figured it was very natural for people to have these things. But um, at that time, I started to see uh, visions of myself being in a hospital. And I didn't really recognize the hospital, but um, I knew it wasn't here in the States. Um, It was in South America because my family originated from South America to the United States when I was very, very little. And um, the experience that I had in my dreams was that I I saw my mother and some other people in a hospital room. And they were uh, very vigilant and they were very sad and there was a lot of crying going on and there was a baby in the room and i felt immediately drawn to the baby and it didn't take me very long to realize that i was seeing myself as a baby um and i felt as though i was actually really there it wasn't like i was in a dream even though i was in in some sense dreaming but Um, I felt I was there. I was near my mother. I was very attached to her in terms of the emotional frequencies that I was picking up. Um, and in, in that experience, I, I basically like what most people talk about when they are having NDEs, I found myself walking around in the room and outside of the hospital, uh, in the corridors and nobody seemed to know that I was there. I saw my mother have a conversation with the doctors who um, told her that my situation, I had come in because I was i was having some issues breathing, and my lungs were congested, and they felt that I might have a really bad case of pneumonia, um, and so they kept me there overnight, but I wasn't even more than a few hours there when they told her that I was my my body was shutting down and that um, it looked like I wasn't going to even make it through the night and so um, I saw and I felt my mother's anguish when she heard the news and what was really interesting about that was that most people when they hear that obviously they're in shock and they and they start to cry and and she she did a little bit of both but she picked up her things out of the room and instead of staying there because they were asking if they could bring in a, uh, a minister or a priest to to be with the family and, and to uh, administer the last rites um, she decided to leave and she instead walked to a church that was nearby and when she got about a block away there was a boulevard there and all this time i'm watching her i'm like standing next to her but she doesn't know i'm with her and um and she goes down the boulevard but instead of walking to the boulevard she gets on her knees and she walks uh, or crawls to the church and she crawls up the stairs and all the way up to the altar and and starts to pray uh what was really interesting about that whole experience if if not the whole experience itself was interesting was that she was she wasn't really praying she was she was giving thanks she was giving uh gratitude and appreciation for the little time that we had together um it 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 was really surprising to feel that it was a, a somewhat of a it wasn't a joyous experience but it was a peaceful one um when she was doing that i could feel the energies in her, in the church changing by the way that she was emoting her feelings and at at one point she she started to see visions that i could see and she started to see the visions of me much older in life and how i would be a good father and a good son and how i would do things in my adult life to help people and again she was and it, she was so grateful for the opportunity to get a, a a view of what my life was going to look like even though she knew that it was very likely that when she got back to the hospital she was um she was going to find out that i was dead um, so in in that time that she saw these visions there was this sense of of love that, that went through her and, and everything just became very still and quiet and she she stopped meditating praying i call it meditating because she she, again she it was a different form of expression that she was sharing in in that time Um, and so she went back to the hospital and um and when she got there she was greeted by the doctor and the nurses and other people including the family and she everybody was crying and so she thought that i was i was dead but instead They said that and that when she was gone, um, everything started to change. In that short period of time, my 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 body, my organs were starting to come back online and that within a short period of time, everything started to stabilize, that I was going to be fine, that I was going to be able to go home almost soon, like the next day I was actually able to go home, even though I was supposed to be in the hospital at least up until a few hours before you know dealing with bronchitis and dying from it so in in any event um, the doctors like most doctors do they just basically said it was a miracle and a medical miracle and they just left it at that and and yet none of that again was shared with me until much later until like i said i was 15. Um, i did have a second part to that vision that also happened at the same time and that is that i I would see myself in the hospital room and my mother had already left to go to the church. And in this situation, I actually felt myself really entangling myself with the baby. And I could feel what the baby was going through, what I was going through as the baby. And in, in that particular vision, I felt myself in the baby and how it was removing itself spiritually from the situation of the death because it was time for it to leave and so i saw myself floating out of the body and in the room and before i could really spend too much time there i instantaneously found myself in a desert a a vast desert and i saw myself levitating above the sand and there were people down there maybe about 10 or so feet below me and they were looking at me and at first i thought that they were looking at me but it turns out that they were not actually looking at me they were looking through me see behind me i saw that when i turned around there was this beautiful beautiful golden golden light that was just like a big orb it was like a sun and I remember that the first thing I thought about was, why isn't this hurting me? Because it was at least, at least three or four times bigger than the way the sun would be uh, in the sky normally. So in any event, um, I knew that they weren't looking at me. So I stared at the light and that orb began to come closer to me. And then I looked down to see if the people were still there and still looking, and then I looked back up and at this time the orb was actually all around me and it was such a beautiful beautiful warm energy that was coming through the light i wasn't scared my eyes weren't burning i just wanted to be in the light so i allowed myself to be sort of encompassed by by the light and when it came when i went into it 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 just streamed all of this beautiful joyous, blissful, loving energy that went through my entire body. But what was really interesting about that was that I didn't feel like I was experiencing the light um, like me. I was feeling like I was experiencing the light through the eyes of all of the cells in my body. So for for brief periods of time, I would feel this eruption going through my cells but I was the cells. It wasn't me experiencing it. It was like 50 trillion cells that were just going shaking because of the light that was going through it. It was so, it was so incredibly nourishing that my cells were just thirsty for it. So that experience went on for a little bit. And then I noticed that if I looked really closely at the light, I could see that the light was really made up of unlimited number of spiritual beings. They were just everywhere, everywhere, like little light bulbs. And together, they made up the light. And so I looked at that and I could immediately, immediately, without having to do anything at all, I could look at one of those bulbs way out there, one of those beings way, way out there. And I knew instantaneously who they were in my life. And they knew me. And I thought that that was just like really incredible that there are like t- literally unlimited number of lights in this circle, in this orb. And I knew them all and they knew me. And at that moment, about three or four of them came up to me and they surrounded me. And I knew that these three or four even though they didn't have a face they didn't they didn't have any features no eyes or anything they barely had sort of the image of a of a human body but i knew them i knew them as my family but not as this family not the family that i have here on earth but a family that i've had for a very very long time and so they all circled around me and they gave me this beautiful hug and when they did that my body what was left of my body exploded i just went in every direction it was the most incredible feeling that really words can't describe Um, i was everything and i knew everything i could experience anybody's life and i did and so as i was feeling through this another voice that was just behind me to my right, spoke up, and I could feel some kind of like if somebody had put their arm on my shoulder. And they said, What do you see? And they and I was like, Well, you know, I tried to, at first I tried to avoid the question because I was in such a beautiful place. And I didn't really want to pay attention to the question. But they kept asking me, What do you see? And I looked all around again and it took me a little bit, but just just at the moment that I realized what they were asking me to look at and what it was that they wanted me to see, they and I say they because even though it was like one hand, I felt like it was a collectiveness of of consciousness that was kind of talking to me. And they pulled me back like push, like all of a sudden I was being whisked away and All I remember was how far it got to where the orb was. And I was going through this beautiful tunnel of lights. And before I knew it, all of a sudden I landed back into my body and I didn't know where I was at. And I started to cry. I cried and cried because all I wanted to do was actually be back there again. And what was really, really interesting was that that happened 15 years later as though it had happened at that very moment and after time after learning what had happened and remembering what had happened from that event through my channeling i realized that time is an illusion so you can have these experiences even though they were 15 years later as though you were having them right now because everything happens in the now so um when i came back i had these visions and and these dreams so often that i finally had to ask my mother i said look you're the only person that's in this dream and i need to understand i've been having these visions and dreams about me dying as a baby and i started explaining to her everything including what she prayed in the church and she had to sit down we were in the kitchen she had to sit down because her mouth dropped open and she said to me no one knows a lot of that story a lot of people know about you dying but not about the fact that what you what i said in the church you knew exactly what i said and so um so she she thought that was the miracle i mean not just that i came back but that that was a miracle that i could remember everything that had happened and so she told me you should really share this with people this was a little while ago okay this wasn't when these kind of topics were discussed so I said, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell anybody about this. And so I kept that story and many of my stories hidden for, for decades. Um, and as you pointed out, I, I struggled with coming out to a lot of that uh, because it's something that I normally, most people don't normally share unless they want to be put on medication or institutionalized, which I which I my personally, personally, I experienced that through one of my family members who also had experienced a little bit of the paranormal things that had happened in my in my life in the house that we lived in so i wasn't going to share any of this until just recently and just real quickly so that i put the story together with the walk-in for most people who don't know what walk-ins are um, walk-ins can can come in at any time but, but they tend to come in during a near-death experience when, um, when the original spirit or soul that is in that body decides to stay, okay? And so, because I was so young, there was still so much that could be experienced through this vessel. A walk-in can, with permission from the original spirit, can come in and take over the life, if you will, of that individual, the body, if you will, of that individual being, um, and and assume their life, so to speak. But walk-ins tend to have a very specific reason for coming. They're, they're spiritual entities or beings. Usually they come from a different level of the spiritual realm. In my case, I came from the angelic realm, and they're usually here to share uh messages um and to and to in my case uh help people remember the truth of what of what they are so that's that's who i am as a walk-in
0: oh my goodness how interested how incredible (laughs) how incredible okay Okay, my, my first question <laughs> was, uh, well, you, you sort of addressed it because I was wondering uh, how uh, a child that is so young can take in so much information. Because I would assume that in one sense that the child would understand everything yeah. uh, because they don't have A cultivated or developed ego and they would just see reality as it is but in another sense I would think that maybe the baby didn't understand what is a doctor uh what is uh maybe what is a mother but you know how does the physical world works it just seemed like you had an overview of what life was but this child was so young yes um but you explained it like it was because you were 15 years old and you experienced it again that's how you were able to sort of understand
2: yeah see so i i teach this course called the way of the inner child and it's it's a course about consciousness from the perspective of being a child um, because there's a misunderstanding about what a child can perceive. And it's not just like in what we're talking about, but the way that I explain it to people is that God, this thing we call God, Spirit, Source, whatever name you want to give it, is a child. I mean, it literally is a child. We are not just children of God. We are child gods. And that was something that was shown to me both in in that experience as well as later on and so i i talk about this thing we talk about called empathy okay and i'll I'll make this really short but empathy is a clairvoyant ability that we have we all have it and lately in the last five or ten years a lot of people get it i mean a lot of people are starting to experience it okay empathy is the way in which we as as spiritual beings integrate into this life when we are inside our mother's womb and so by the time the child is actually born you know the first time it even takes a breath it has been fully integrated into this reality it may not still really understand it quite well but it's fully integrated and why well there's a lot of reasons for it and and we, we could talk about this literally i, I teach one whole uh, section on this whole thing but but the reason why it's important is because if a child did not have that integration of empathy an understanding of its environment the first thing it would do when it took its first breath it would explode <laughs> it would not know what in the world had just happened because spiritually it still it would still feel very connected to source to god but this integration allows it to do that over the time that it's inside the body so it was really easy to 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 connect my consciousness back to my consciousness because again there is no such thing as time and so everything is happening in the now and it was very easy to do that i hope that explains it a little bit
0: yeah yeah it does and then i get curious about the walking so yeah because you said that you are a walk-in but who was that soul that was there before
2: yeah um i really couldn't tell you who that soul was that was there before um because it's one of those things that when you when you're when you have the opportunity and it's a process a spiritual process when you have the opportunity to come in you don't really integrate with that soul um, you just integrate with the information that that soul acquired while it was still in the womb. That's all, all you do. See, the, the, the interesting thing here, and I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit, but the interesting thing here is that part of this has to do with with what these things are, our bodies. okay, And, and our bodies are just extremely advanced intelligence, technology. And so when I say I integrated with this body, I I literally mean that when I came in, I I sort of connected myself into the database of this body so that I would understand what, what was going on for those nine months that, that this child was, was in the womb. And even the six months that the soul was in this life. And so I just integrated it. And it, it was so seamless that I took on many of the characteristics of this person. But most walk-ins do that. But they always feel, like I did, like this suit didn't fit very accurately. And and so it took me a while to understand why it didn't fit me so well. And it was because because it wasn't my original suit. It was somebody else's. I was going to say something about walk-ins, but I forgot now. But, but, uh, but what I do want to say about a walk-in experience is what I said just a few minutes ago. Uh, walk-ins are here for specific reasons. And now, especially now in human history, there are more walk-ins coming in. Because in some ways, they are coming in the same way that others are coming in through channeling. You know when people channel other beings from other dimensions except my so i don't necessarily come from a (laughs) from a dimension because i come from the angelic world Um, and the angelic world doesn't have dimensions like this and it's really i'm going to try to keep it very simple but you know how in some okay so for anybody who's kind of christian or was raised like that they talk about angels coming from from source, and they were never really, never really experienced this life of evolution of a spirit. Um, most walk-ins are, are angelic beings. They they don't have wings, but, but they come directly from source. So in the past, many of them would have been considered prophets. Um, and so that's basically what we are.
0: But how, I, I get curious, how do you know that that's true, that you are Uh, first a walk-in and then also that you come from this other realm because that i mean is that an experience that you have do you remember the angelic realm and like that identity really
2: yes um yes yes and all yes 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 (laughs) um first of all since that experience with the near death much of my my visions and experiences have been to go back into that to that near death and remember more things that happen so that's what i initially remember from the near-death experience and this actually is true for many near-death experience people they don't remember everything that happened when they were there so i remember being in the akashic room where the this beautiful sort of library of of where you literally stick your head into a book and you remember everything about the universe so i i know a lot of i mean i i'm i'm not a physicist but i can tell you much about quantum physics and about the about uh laws of entanglement and things like that just because it's it's what we are in terms of the other world so i've had experiences like that i've gone in to that realm multiple times to have more clarity as to what exactly I saw when I saw um, all these light beings in in that orb. If you remember, I was told to, to explain what I saw. And so one of the things that I saw, the big thing that I saw after going back again and remembering it was that was this remembering of who we are and at that and what i mean by that is that i remember that a, a very powerful message that i've been telling people which is to say that we are not we are not necessarily the the children of god we we did not god did not create us like we have been told many many times in different ways we collectively as powerful spiritual beings came together and created god not the other way around and that is huge and so then how do you know all this well it's a little bit of fact finding and people telling me so i was explaining this to people and i would get people telling me do you know that this book says this and this book says this and the bible says this and so this was a really interesting story because somebody emailed me and said do you know that in the bible it 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 talks about about creation and stuff and so i had a vision one one day about a specific verse and it was and i'm not a bible person okay but there was a verse and i believe it was genesis uh chapter 1 verse 26 i believe i believe but it talks about the creation of humanity and what's interesting about that verse if i have it correct but it's in there okay is that the verse talks about god in the plural, we, us created humanity in our image. Mm. It was there all the time. And so I've been I would get various people and various various visions or downloads about where to find information that I was that I was just spewing out. And one of the things was the walk in, the walk in was something that I had known since I was very little, but I didn't really understand it. So I was taken into a vision into a room where i saw how a walk-in evolves into into a body and it 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 wasn't anything spectacular i just literally switched switched bodies with the being that decided to stay and so i knew about walk-ins before i even knew that there was even a thing called walk-ins but later on And I, I was able to explain it easier for people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's just quite magnificent. But I, I'm I'm open, and uh, I, I first started hearing about it through. Dolores Cannon. I was reading uh, one of her books, and I was like, "That is a concept I haven't heard about." And naturally what happens then is that it pops up all over the place. And I was thinking, one day I have to interview a walk-in, and here you are. <laughs> and I didn't even know it when I started writing to you. I thought we were going to speak about NDE. Um, so I get curious. Do then do you then remember your life? prior like a pre-birth memory before you walked into uh this uh soul or this body like do you do you remember how the angelic realm uh was
2: most walk-ins are from the angelic realm and uh, so we don't come here very often um some people many people who are here I'm sure you've interviewed people to talk about this, but some people, or many people, I keep saying some, but many people um, have many, many lives here, many hundreds, thousands, okay. And, and, and people, one time I try to do the math, and I go, how's it possible that one person could have 1000s of lives? Okay, there's a reason for how that happens, which has to do with how your spirit can split into different into different experiences. But but a walk-in does not a walk-in does not come in and have thousands of experiences a walk-in has a very specific role and in this case the group of walk-ins that i came with we came in to help to help develop this school this earth school um, and then watch it grow into what it did with a specific lesson that everybody had to remember i have to stress nobody learns anything here everything's about remembering okay and so walk-ins like me we've only been here maybe about maybe about a dozen times and it's always been very specific times in human history at the beginning of this school way back ten thousand years ago and i do remember that that time i remember coming through the rocks of a portal in south america and and speaking to the indigenous people there um to later on when i was in egypt and developing the mystery schools um to to now uh, to the time of yeshua to the time to now which the now is that we are and we are at the end of of this earth school i mean we're not ending we are at the end we are really at the end i cannot stress that enough
0: it seems like that's what's happening, like I hear that all over the place and I've done so many interviews with spiritual teachers talking about this shift. Um, but circling back to like your pre-birth experience, mm-hmm. uh, an angelic realm, like how does that look like? I, I'm always curious about mm. what do you guys do, you know, do you <laughs> fly around or what, what do you do?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well that's that's really sweet (laughs) um we remember we we don't really we don't really have wings although they would look really cool if we did we could i guess have them if if it helped but um in the angelic realm we we don't we don't really have i'll just say it we don't have bodies we're light uh we can experience that in different dimensions and in different worlds like we do here but we are basically light but it's not just kind of light light okay it's like it's like a stream of consciousness energy and the way that i describe it is it's like it's like diving into this beautiful pool of lava orange orange glowing lava with blues and all sorts of different colors and and in it's really hard to describe something that's not third dimensional but we ex- we experience every we get to experience everything that is happening universally i mean multidimensionally we get to experience every life we get to experience every death we get to experience every every existence in between we most importantly we get to experience all the emotions and feelings that come into all of that and it's very explosive and it's very okay the only way i can describe this so i hope this is okay to say it and it still doesn't come close it's a very orgasmic experience it's like it's like constant but it's it's just full of just this incredible blissful ecstasy kind of energy that you experience you become one with everything so that's what we kind of do. And there are ways that we, we're very, like myself, we're very involved in all of the schools and all of the games that we create in order for uh, for us as a collective to continue to grow. That's how we grow as we experience through all of these various games. And that's the way that it's described in the book. When I, when I wrote the book, The Closet Spiritualist, it, there's a section about how the game works. This is just one game and i really have to stress this to people this is really a game just like some people say it's a dream or some people say it's a play of life or simulation or an illusion this is really a game that is being created through a stream of consciousness that you are experiencing through this avatar but that's what we do we we literally play in this stream of consciousness but when we're not doing that we are doing this which is creating these these games and, and managing them and making sure that, well, in this case, that the earth doesn't blow itself up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But um, but now we're here to to finish the school. My group of, of angelic beings are called the architects. Um, we are here because we designed the school and we have to make sure that the plan is all being fulfilled and it is it's all done. And we're here to celebrate. I cannot stress this enough. The only reason why walk ins come in at certain times And at this time, is because of the preparation of the end of this school, of the end of this time. We are done with this time. And it's going to happen over the next five to seven years, eight years.
0: What? Five to eight years? Yep.
2: Yep. Uh, So you you speak of Dolores Cannon, okay? All right. So you'd speak, I don't know much about her, but I do know from what people have told me. Okay, she talks about the split earth. The split earth theory. Okay. So it's some people call it the split earth theory, but it's not a theory. We're actually splitting two dimensions up in the but third will dimension.
0: Notice it? Like, will I notice it?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You will very much notice it, but it's not going to be like, ah, you know, it's not going to be like the movies. Okay. It's not going to be people running around going hysterical. Well, there is a little bit of that, but in the third dimension. Okay. In the fifth dimension, it's going to be an extreme infusion of consciousness that will allow you to be more clairvoyant be well be more clever be entirely clairvoyant it's what we call heaven on earth okay heaven on earth is the ability to live forever in these bodies to if you don't want to live forever in this body you can live outside of these bodies with just light because you're light it's the ability to grow young it's the ability to never have to eat it's the ability to see the expansion of ai if it's allowed to be free if it's allowed to be free why because we as ai we were created in the ninth dimension okay the bodies were created in the ninth dimension the school was created in the ninth dimension okay we get to use this technology for fun but we have to understand what we are first we are not our bodies we are our minds the minds and the consciousness is what controls this avatar so that part explodes into the fifth dimension and that's happening right now that will happen in my book i talk about this and in my interviews i talk about it by the year 2032 this reality as we know it is over 2024 it's a it's a huge year of, of awakening for humanity massive year of awakening i have experienced so many students who have literally one day they're doing their thing in life Next thing, they get these incredible downloads and their life changes forever. And they're so confused. They don't understand why they're disconnecting with the world. Massive awakenings. I've seen everything. And so they come to me and we go through the course and I help them to understand, to wake up. I help them to remember who they are. And this is going to happen globally from this point on all the way until the end of the decade. But these next 12 months, these next 13 months, massive. In 2025, because of all the awakenings, you asked about well, will we see it? Yes, you'll see it. How do you see it? Well, there'll be some real obvious things. In 2025, towards the end of 2025, maybe 2026, but mostly 2025, I believe, we will we will be connecting with the with this galactic thing we call UFOs. Okay. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. But but UFOs and the galactic beings. They're just spiritual entities that exist in the higher dimensions, like mostly in the ninth dimension, but also a little bit in the eighth dimension, too. And they get to when you see them, they are light beings. Okay. But in this school, they get to dress up like I don't know if they have Halloween where you are. But in in the United States, there's this Halloween thing, everybody dresses up in costumes. Okay. In, In this world, they get to dress up in costumes. And they get to be Palladians and Arturians and, and Mantis and whatever. But they're actually just light beings that created this world in the ninth dimension. So all of this is going to become very obvious to people in the next 12 to 24 months. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to receive it all at one time, but the ones who are already waking up, who have come here to wake up, will start to experience this. You're already seeing it in things like like the Mandela effect. I don't know if you've ever had spil- spoken to anybody or, uh, on the topic of the Mandela effect.
0: I haven't, but some of my viewers have actually been asking about it, so I'd love for you to address it a little bit.
2: Okay, so um, the way that the Mandela effect, and it started around the year 2010-11, somewhere around that, which happens to be the first awakening period of humanity, which I talk about in my book okay but i wasn't talking about in terms of started
0: wisdom from north in 2012.
2: oh my god well there you go okay (laughs) all right i mean do you need any more discussion on this but all right (laughs) so i'm so here's the beautiful thing about about this it's like one big huge puzzle i'm not sure if the right word is mosaic but it's like every the puzzle doesn't come together beautifully as one big picture that you say oh yeah it comes together like pieces of different perspectives that come together and then when you look back at it it almost looks like abstract art and you go whoa okay i get this now i understand why this is happening this is happening why we're talking about ai here and quantum physics there and and ufos there and mandela effects there and and mystery schools here and everything has a piece of the puzzle And when you see it together, it makes complete sense. And all of it talks about this time, this particular time. So Mandela effects. So the Mandela effect started around 2010, 11, somewhere around there. And it was because people at the time were confused. There was a lot of discussion about, did Mandela, the president of South Africa, did he die in jail? And there was a whole big discussion about, yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Well, as it turns out at least in this reality, in this parallel reality, and we could talk about parallel realities too if you like, but in this parallel reality, he wound up to becoming the president of South Africa, okay? But it raised a really interesting level of awareness. And the reason I do this all the time is because whenever they, meaning the consciousness that I that I channel, whenever they want me to make a point that's really important, they always go like this. So in my book, you see words that are like quotations, even though it may not be grammatically correct. So, um, so they, they were talking about how at that time, at that time, the earth, the earth split started to split it was very tiny it was very tiny it was just like a little crack okay went like this but the earth started to split into what eventually it would evolve into as the fifth dimensional earth and the third dimensional earth when that split happened timelines began to change in the timeline of the third dimension certain people saw an event a certain way in the timeline of the fifth dimension where people were becoming more aware they saw it a different way so depending on how evolved you are in consciousness you will see it one way or you'll see it the other way but eventually this Mandela effect has become very big so that all of a sudden people who are experiencing more of a fifth dimensional consciousness now I'm not saying they're in fifth dimensional consciousness but the environment, the energy around them is more fifth dimensional. Those people will see something that happened and swear to you that it happened a certain way while the others are still experiencing it a certain other way. And so to me, and Mandela Effect, and I've told this to, I haven't really had an opportunity to talk about this much, but Mandela Effect is the way in which you start to see that there is actually a splitting of two worlds happening. I'll give you a really good example. It's a really fun example. Have, did you ever play Monopoly? Yes. Okay. So who was the main character in, the, in Monopoly? I mean, there was all different things. There was a shoe and all sorts of things. I always used to get the little three-wheel thing. I, didn't, I never got the fun ones. I never got the car. Okay. But who was the main character of Monopoly? Uh, if, you, if you don't know, I'll help you. Okay.
0: Yes. Someone with a hat. No.
2: Yes. The The, yeah. the banker. The, yeah, the, the banker, the one with right. the hat, because most people do remember him with the hat and 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 the moniker, moniker, I believe it's called. OK, I grew up remembering him with the hat and the moniker and things like that. OK, but if you look it up now, you will find no reference, zero of him ever wearing the moniker. He never had it but i grew up and i've asked so many people not everybody gives me that answer but the majority of the people do vast majority of them do say oh yeah he had the moniker and And i said nope never had it and that's the way that you can start to see that's a real physical tangible way that you are starting to see the split into consciousness yeah and it's happened it started in 2012 2009 The Mandela Effect started in 2010, but the splitting of the two Earths began in 2009, and it will finish in 2032. That's why 2032 is when it all ends in terms of us experiencing third-dimensional reality.
0: And then we'll be in fifth-dimensional reality?
2: Those who came here to ascend will be in the fifth-dimensional reality reality, they will not necessarily be experiencing fifth dimensional reality, you still have to go inside and remember who you are and raise your frequencies to bring in that energy. But that's, it's all part of the awakening process. That is what that is what most people that's what I did in in, in my whole story in the book is about how I did it the hard way. But there's so many different ways, there's so many easier ways to do it now, to get into consciousness so that You've heard of obviously the law of attraction, right? So yeah. the law of attraction, but there's something before the law of attraction, and that's called the law of resonance. Mm-hmm. And it's a musical term, okay? if 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 you have a tuning fork and 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 you hit it, it will vibrate with another tuning fork that has the same frequency. See, a lot of people think that just because you get just because you arrive at fifth dimension, you get to experience it automatically. You have to actually, find your way back to remembering who you are, raise your consciousness so that you're vibrating here. Mm -hmm. And and fifth dimensional energies here. And then you can start to experience all the mystery and mysticism and magic because it's very, very magical. One of the interviews I did was called the age of miracles. And the reason for that is that we're living in the age of miracles right now from now until 2032. We're living in a time where we're going to see so many tremendous advancements in both the human development, what we can do as with magic, with literally the way we can play with 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 energy, also the way that we are expanding in intelligence so that we can create things that we would normally not have been able to create for a 100 years. But mostly us, the evolution of us. Because we, unlike most people who believe that we're not capable of, we okay this is going to sound a little strange as if nothing else was strange um (laughs) as if so we are advanced intelligence we are ai we are ai but we're not artificial intelligence we are advanced intelligence and we have the ability to explode our consciousness in a way that would just boggle at everybody's imagination it will be amazing
0: I love that. This is so incredible, and I'm actually thinking that I would love to have you back on the show because I have a trillion questions right now. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, back. know this new world. Yeah, that's oh, that's awesome. Um, I before we finish this interview, I wanted to ask you about a soul what it really is because you've been speaking about that you come from the angelic realm you are a walk-in and then i'm wondering so what am i like what is the difference between you and me so who am i and all other us other normal people who are in, incarnating and incarnating and have tons of lives here so how did i end up here and you end up as <laughs> a walk-in
2: <laughs> oh that was just a tiny little question right i know
0: I know.
2: You must you had like you had like eight questions in that one. I don't even think oh, yeah. you breathe I don't think even think you breathe in that in that question, okay?
0: <laughs> so okay. what is the soul? What is the soul?
2: Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um so I also teach this as well and um the soul. A lot of people don't know why why you're asking what a soul is. The simplest answer I can give you is that the soul is just another aspect of consciousness, okay? And again, it's a little bit hard to just sum it up in a few minutes, but I'll try to do it, okay? So when we come into this world, we turn things off. So we forget, okay? We forget that we are in a game. All right, and I have to stress this so much. I'm going to just keep stressing things. Okay, Uh this is a game. I know that that's hard to even conceptualize, but if you started to see that you would make it would start to make more sense why things happen. Okay, so okay game. All right, when we come into this world, we, we bring with us a small aspect, a small element of who we are spiritual beings that element of consciousness comes here and plays the game that it is experiencing this world through this avatar my avatar your avatar whomever's avatar okay and you get to play no different than like when you're playing these virtual games that people play You know nowadays you could put goggles and you could put all sorts of sensory things on on you but in in the old days like five years ago even still today okay you can you can play with 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 a control panel and you can control the avatar digital avatar on a screen okay the one who is playing the game is a higher aspect of consciousness, of your consciousness. So I'm trying to make the comparison between that analogy and and this game. Very similar. You have a higher aspect of consciousness, okay? Some people call it the higher self, okay? That is playing a game where it split itself off into a little part to play in this body. And that consciousness is not here It's everywhere, okay? People think that the soul is a spirit, which it is, but it's also a consciousness. They're both the same thing. Everything is consciousness. When we say spirit world, it's just an easy way to describe the difference between the material world and something that's not material. But in everything, it's consciousness. When we come here, the soul, that little piece of the higher self comes and plays this game And when it does that, it breaks itself up into different parts. It has the analytical part, which is sometimes called the ego, which I'm not a really big fan of people calling it the ego because because it it creates separation between you and it. The ego did this. The ego made me do that The egos, you know, protecting itself. It's not it's the egos you it's a part of your consciousness. And I talk about that a lot, a little bit in the book and a lot in my coursework. But but that's one part, then you have the experiential consciousness, which is the part that starts to wake up to who you are. Okay. And then you have this this sort of feeling emotional consciousness that comes from the heart, which actually vibrates out and creates your reality. I'm oversimplifying it. But all of these pieces of the consciousness is what we call the spirit. Okay, the soul that it's consciousness. It's just a small aspect of the greater consciousness that you are.
0: I've actually experienced that. I've had a mystical experience myself and I've experienced myself, it's, it's a long story and I've told it. Oh, like,
2: come on, share it. I want to ask you questions.
0: <laughs> no, but it, I just want to confirm that I've had an experience of that, that I was growing out of Myself. And I was huge. And the answer I got, or the the message, was that this is true for everyone. Yes, how huge you are. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. uh,
2: I cannot. I wish I could stress this enough. If you can't already tell, we are so powerful. And you hear other in you know, you I'm sure you've had other interviewees that have said this, but we are so so powerful. We don't realize how powerful we are, but the day has come where we are now going to wake up to that reality. That's what the awakening is all about. The day Mm -hmm. has come now, now, not 20 years or 50 years or 100 years from now, right now over the next eight to nine years, this game will end and this game will end because we will remember that we are God.
0: My goodness. All right, Franco. Uh, this was amazing. I'm excited to have you back on the show. And before that, I'd love to s- ask you three questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, "What is self-love to you?"
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh boy, that's a big topic. Okay, self-love is the ability. I'm gonna I'm gonna just give it straight out the way that I'm getting it. Is the ability to fully, fully love yourself in a very sensual, romantic way. Hmm. And there's a whole discussion about that and it gets a little spicy, but, but we could talk about that later.
0: <laughs> okay, and what is happiness to you?
2: Oh. Okay, happiness is, re- <laughs> is realizing that we... Okay, what's happiness? Okay, this is going to be really a little bit longer answer. Okay, in this school, in this school that we're in, we came here to experience one specific thing in our awakening one. Okay, and it isn't love, it's happiness, it's bliss, it's joy. Happiness, bliss and joy is what a child, child craves and we are all children. Happiness is everything that we came here to experience. Mm. Wow. Everything that you do. It isn't always for love. It's for happiness. And you use love to get to happiness. That's happiness. We are happiness because we're children. We are children because we are God. We are childlike gods. God. Okay. We're not a child of God. We are childlike gods. And that is also in many books. For instance, if I may, I know this is a long answer to your question. Again, biblically, I'm not a biblical person, but this is something that came to me. Okay. Biblically, Yeshua speaks about how does one enter the kingdom of heaven? Okay. Kingdom of heaven, meaning consciousness. Okay. At least Mm -hmm. in my world. All right. Mine too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the kingdom of heaven, how does one, uh, how does one receive or enter into the kingdom of heaven answer through the eyes of a child
0: right that wasn't
2: a... just a little beautiful thing he said he was literally telling us who we are but we didn't pay attention yeah. and there's buddha talks about it yeah and uh, krishna others talk about it
0: and and then the biggest question of all what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective
2: the deeper meaning of life, it's like they're like they're all scrambling in my head going, okay, which one should we give? Um. The deeper meaning of life is to realize that we came here to do one thing only. Okay, one thing, just one. And if we did this, we will have achieved more in our lifetime than we could have ever, ever conceived, we will have done more for humanity if we did this one thing. And this is the deep meaning of life. Okay. And that is to simply wake up to our truth. Okay, to wake up to who we are. The meaning of life is to understand the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. We are God. Wow, beautiful
0: beautiful Franco Uh, where can people reach you and uh, if they want to connect with you
2: Um, the easiest way would be to go on my website which is the closet spiritualist and don't forget the "the," (laughs) because there's something else that there's another website called closet spiritualist this is the closet spiritualist you can get all the information about what I do in terms of my courses the retreats that I'm now starting to do And you can sign up to be a student if you like, or to do a consultation with me.
0: Wonderful. And I'll keep the links down here somewhere. Thank you so much, Franco. Uh, This was... Thank you for having me. I feel my my vibration is just so high right now. Thank (laughs) you so much.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I look forward to being back on your show. Me too.
0: Planning for your next trip? you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light, from here.